Coming to you from the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we're not experts, we're just highly opinionated. I'm Cold Brew Kombucha, and today I'm joined by Heritage Avocado Toast and Retro Denim Jacket. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite Halloween films. So join us as we curl up on the sofa with the lights off, proceed to ignore the weird noises coming from the other room, and immerse ourselves in some freaky flicks. I don't think we have any follow-ups. Not that I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not then. So, our usual week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to kick it off with the film that the theme of which has been playing in my head all day today, and that is Young Frankenstein. Oh, such a good film. I don't know about you guys, but my family weirdly quotes it throughout the year. It's it's a year-round thing. (laughs) And I mentioned today at work that it was playing in my head, and one of my colleagues started humming it as well. So then, of (laughs) course, we had to find the theme and play it very loudly. And then proceed to quote most of the movie. There we go. It's very it's very quotable. <laughs> it really is. It's an absolute classic. I know my, my one brother, my youngest brother, Axe, Axe Body Spray brother, is not a big fan. I don't know if he's gotten over it, but when he was a kid, he hated it. Something about it being in black and white made it really scary for him. Oh. But he wouldn't tell anybody that he didn't like it. And it's such a classic in our house. My parents will play it, not even just around Halloween. They'll play it like all year round, but especially a few times during Halloween. And he would just get up and leave the room. And mom could not work out why. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a deep-seated <laughs> hatred. He was probably looking for the werewolves. Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably the most complete best of the Mel Brooks films. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's the the straight out funniest. I think that's probably Blazing Saddles, in yes. my opinion. But mm-hmm. Young Frankenstein is just a fantastic movie. I One of the things I've always loved about Mel Brooks films are all of the references. Mm-hmm. And the general, like, the references to old the old Frankenstein films and to a lot of the horror tropes in general in that film are brilliant. This is going to be a weird comment, but it almost feels kind of Gilmore Girlsy, where like it's a kind of off the wall, but like it's it's an intelligent comment or like in joke about what it's referencing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like it references things that you might miss if you don't know the original. Yep. In a way. But then it pairs it really well with some just general raunchy humor. Which we love. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's strictly a Halloween movie, though, in the sense that it doesn't take place at Halloween. That's not the theme. But I think it's suitably monstery and ghoulishy to count. So are we going to... Is this going to be... And I know that we're going to have this fight again in probably about a month. (laughs) Are are we saying that for it to be a film of that holiday, it has to take place at that holiday? 
See, and I would say think about your answer very carefully here, Heritage Avocado Test, because I know how you stand on that same question when it comes to Christmas films. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask about whether you guys feel like Rocky Horror is oh yeah Halloween or not. For but sure, Halloween. Heritage Avocado Toast. <laughs> I think that it is a film you play at Halloween, but it is not a Halloween movie. The same as, as you'll find out in a month's time, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. It is a movie that is played <laughs> around Christmas time, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> By logic of you saying it does not occur on Halloween, therefore it's not a Halloween Or about movie. Halloween. <laughs> Die Hard occurs at Christmas, therefore is a Christmas film. No, it's not about Christmas. Listeners, take notes, because this is going to happen again. We have Christmas films down as a, as a podcast. It's just going to be a two hours of arguing about Die Hard. And, and this is not an argument that is new. This is an argument that takes place every year. And every time someone brings up Die Hard. At least we're predictable. <laughs> <laughs> But see, a lot of the horror films and things like that don't take place at Halloween. No. So I think I think usually you'll find more Halloween itself films. Or no, sorry. You'll find more like horror and tropey type movies that get played at Halloween. Whereas in the Christmas genre, you'll find a lot more movies that actually are about Christmas. Or is yeah. it being one of the key tenants, themes, plot drivers of the film. Whereas Halloween is not really a driver. But movies like Beetlejuice and all sorts of good stuff, you, you'll get at Halloween, but they might not necessarily be about Halloween. Well, if you're going to go with when it takes place, then the holiday that we're really celebrating is probably going to summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> Every parent's favorite part of summer. Going to summer camp or showering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Road trips. Uh, I think generally things like, I mean, Young Frankenstein, Rocky Horror, Beetlejuice, those are movies that I'm okay with watching other times of the year. But there's just something about watching them around Halloween that kind of, I don't know, they add to the fun of the season. Well, and for me, I th I'm on the it does not have to occur on Halloween side. But I think playing them year round speaks to how good of a film it is, mm -hmm. rather than the fact that it is a like, uh, whether or not it's a Halloween film. Which Sorry, just to, just to clarify that the taking place at it, it's it's more that the holiday in question is a key focus and plot driver of the movie. Not necessarily, it just happens to take place there. Well, then you've really limited it. I mean, you pretty much what? Well, have, right, um, because they're not movies about Halloween. They're scary, fun movies that are, you know, you're in this, the mood to watch them around Halloween. So that's fine. you've got Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a Halloween one. But that's, yeah, that's, that's the one great of those pumpkin. ones that... Halloween. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, yep. Yep, key tenant. And and what Halloween and however many Halloweens there are now. Yeah, Halloween Town. I think there's like eight of Halloween them. Halloween Town. Yeah. <laughs> and the new Muppets movie, which is does take place on Halloween. The I witch? haven't seen the new Muppets movie. Oh, the new I haven't seen no. It was it was interesting. That's that's something though. Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I just find it appropriate to watch it October through December. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it is one of those crosses the border of uh, or the boundary between holidays. Yeah. Yeah, that's by my definition, it's probably technically not, but I, it's so in the gray zone, I would say it is. It's like cause pretty much ha- the entire thing is Halloween itself, you know? Yeah. Just coming into another area. So I would count that one. Well, and technically it is, it does take place on Halloween and he kidnaps Santa to be part of a Halloween parade. <laughs> I don't, I actually don't like that film. But not it. It's anything that's like stop motion or claymation animation style makes me feel nauseous. Yeah, I was about to be like, "That's such a good film," and then I remembered your hang up about claymation. Yeah, poor Gumby too. Wallace and Gromit are not your friend. <laughs> oh no, what they are? They are awful. Does Wallace and Gromit have a Halloween special? Oh, it definitely does. It has to. I'd be floored if it didn't. Re- hang on. <laughs> research department is on the case there's a wallace and gromit for everything and if it's not wallace and gromit it's sean the sheep <laughs> very true i'm just looking at the town and country magazines list and there are some on here that i'm questioning oh so most of them i'm okay with i have to say it's the great pumpkin charlie brown is very underappreciated so as is. far as a halloween film there yes that it's i mean so many of the, the peanuts movies are yeah really underrated for They've got nice messages. Um, they're generally sweet films. They've got layers of humor. Yeah, they're good. Yep. Wallace Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit from 2005. Oh, yes! I've heard that one. Yes. I've definitely seen that. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the ones on this list that I don't agree with being on here is Labyrinth. As in, like, the the my de- the, the strict definition or the, the, the secondary, which is... The broader one of you, would you watch it around Halloween? Either. Okay. I do not consider Labyrinth a Halloween film or a film I would watch around Halloween. So I'm going to argue with uh, Town and Country Magazine on this one. I'll abstain because I don't like this one either. It, it falls in the, it's not stop motion, I know, but that, that, that Muppet style gets me. Anything that's like the Dark Crystal as well. Ugh. But regular Muppets are fine. I don't know what it is. Intriguing. You're just bothered by the uh, David Bowie's package. <laughs> <laughs> Solid stain. I've not seen the movie in its entirety. <laughs> I'm just looking to see if there's any others on here that I don't agree with, but most of them. Does Beetlejuice take place at Halloween? Um, no, not. I don't think it does. I think it's yeah. in the summer. Well, but it takes over. I do think it hits Halloween eventually because I think it takes place over a certain amount of time. Yeah, mm. over a certain amount of months of the family living in the house. Okay, because to to me that always feels very much like a Halloween movie. Like it's it's very creepy, very spooky. I actually watched that for the first time, I think, last year. I hadn't seen it. Oh, mm. I love... I, I like Tim Burton films, but I absolutely love Michael Keaton. Yes. Best Batman. He killed it. Yes. He's amazing as, as Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, horribly creepy film. This is the thing, too. I am not... Oh, you think he? You think, you think Michael Keaton was the best Batman? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. No, that's no question. Okay. Yeah. Good. I thought we were going to have a fight. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't think his. Those are the best Batman films. But I think he is the best Batman, and I don't think that's well, close. I, I mean, it, it's a it's a product of its time as well. Sure. Sure. In that it just didn't have you know they didn't have the same CGI and but best Batman. I mean, I think he nails Batman. Yes, he does. I, yeah, yeah, I will say the writing Perfect. for that Batman is not as good as the more current ones however yeah. michael keaton is the batman yeah 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 i agree he is but i think especially especially um batman returns is, is 
for me, kind of comes up a Halloween a little more because it's a little grosser. There's Catwoman and Penguin. Mm-hmm. They do sort of grossy things. I think that gets plugged for Halloween sometimes. Yeah. I just, I think he's the right balance. I think one of the reasons he's really good as Beetlejuice, too, is that he's the right balance of creepy and charming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does a dark character very well. Although I don't usually think of Batman. Yeah. I guess I don't usually think of Batman as a Halloween film, but you're right. It does tend to come up on like that. The second one. Batman for sure. does come mm-hmm. up on TV a lot during Halloween. And it's interesting because, so I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'm not, I always think of myself as not liking scary movies because mm-hmm. I don't really go for the gory scare factor. I'm not, I've, I've never watched Scream. I've, I did watch a Halloween marathon with a friend of mine back in high school. And the two of us both hated scary movies. So I forget which ones we watched, but it was in the middle of the daytime. And it was because both of us were there together hating it. We just laughed really hard through all of it. <laughs> but I'm not a big scary movie fan necessarily. But there's a lot of movies that I kind of forget fall under the Halloween genre or the kind of creepy genre that I do really like. That I feel like people ignore because they're so busy doing things like Nightmare on Elm Street and all of those. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys are more to like this creepy, gory jump scare. It, so the problem for me isn't the gory part. Like, I, I don't love watching someone get sawed in half, but like, you know, hey, that's the movie. I strongly dislike jump scares, though. I do not handle them well. <laughs> I Yeah. I don't handle jump scares well. Yeah, I'm not I, the person to watch a scary movie with. I want there to be, I don't mind the occasional, but I want warning. And even if there's warning, I'm still probably not going to be pleased with it. Yeah. My mother's like this too, because I remember watching, it was Match Point, which is not a Halloween film, but it does have ghosts, <laughs> in case you haven't seen it, spoiler. Um, but uh, mom and I are sitting there and we can hear like the, There's noises coming from the kitchen in the film. And mom's like, oh, no, they're not. Oh, no, no, they're not going to do this to us. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, it's a jump scare. (laughs) Is that the one with Jude Law and Janine Garofalo? Uh, No, no. Um, Oh, shoot. Is Janine Garofalo the the Ireland one that I'm thinking? Yeah. No, it's um, it's, uh, Scarlett Johansson and the cute guy from the Tudors. Oh, uh, the Rees Ving... um, Jonathan Ray's my um yeah 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 yeah, yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah. yeah. the hot one the hot the one, one. <laughs> love the clarification <laughs> but ones that I do like are things like Practical Magic mm-hmm. really good film although does have some creepy bits one that just recently came up on my Instagram feed and I was like oh I've been thinking about rewatching this one is Witches of Eastwick. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, really good. I think you All made right. me watch it once. Yeah. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon, Cher, Jack Sold. Nicholson. Sold. I thought that was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> no, Hocus Pocus That's Bette Midler. is Bette Midler and Jessica Parker. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the like kid one. No, Witches of Eastwick is not a kid's film, but is very good. I'm here for the psychological thriller. Like, I'm here for the dark and twisty. I just don't enjoy a jump scare. Yeah. I, in fact, loathe jump scares. I, I really hate jump scares. I'm not big on the gore either. I don't really enjoy it too much. 
I'd rather, if there's going to be a gory scene, just do it off camera. I find that actually generally scarier than watching the gore. As far as jump scares go, because it's in your imagination and you just kind of, you know what happened, but you don't really know what happened. And as far as jump scares go, I'm not a huge fan either, but I don't mind one or two in the film if they're like good, if they're like proper and integral to the plot. Like suddenly, like there it is. And you're like, oh my God. And then later on, you're like, oh, that was really scary. But the more you think about it, the more, oh, actually, that scene was pretty good. But I'm glad there weren't more of them. That's Mm. the kind of feel I want from a jump scare. I find it weird, too, when they try to, when they put gore into something that I don't feel like needs it. Yes. So I generally avoid, I like a good classic ghost story. Mm -hmm. You know, especially get them growing up in New England. But I like them for the story that they are. And one of the things I hate about ghost films is that they tend to be mainly jump scare and mainly like gory, gross ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't. I like the ghosts. I just prefer some human ghosts. Yeah. I like it if they're more of the the psychological ghost type. Like the, you know, it's either wispy in there or you know, like the others. Um, also, spoiler. Probably should have said at the beginning of this, we're probably going to give spoilers away. Do you need to uh, record a bit that says, uh, please beware? <laughs> Oi, spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. Oi, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that one, like, there's one bit where they kind of go into the, you know, more modern horror trope. But the idea that there's ghosts that are not creepy looking, it's the story behind them mm-hmm. that's that I find more intriguing. I don't know whether you guys have watched this. I just recently started it. I think it has at least two seasons. Um, it's a Britcom and it's called Ghosts. And it's about a woman who has a near-death experience. And so she finally starts seeing the ghosts in the house. And all the ghosts in the house are from the ver- or part of the family from the various eras. Oh, I've heard of it. I've not seen it, but I've heard of it. I heard it's really good. It's so good. Yeah. 110% would recommend. I've heard of that one. I've not watched it. What was that long-running show? There was a lady who could see ghosts or talk to ghosts. She had to to right the wrongs so that they could be set free. It was long-running in the U.S. Medium? No. It was like Ghost, ghost Whisperer. Whisperer. Yeah, it might have been that. But I might be confusing that with Robert Redford's Horse Whisperer. <laughs> well, there was the one with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't know if it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Maybe it was. I'm picturing a different woman. don't know. Anyway, I would I would say that Ghostbusters is a movie about ghosts that's really not so much about the actual ghosts. I was so scared <laughs> of Ghostbusters when I was a kid. The first one or the second one? Whichever one has the thing come out of the bathtub. That's the second one, I think. First one's the yeah. library scene at the beginning. I had a horrible mm-hmm. fear of bathtubs for a, yeah. a little bit after that. Naturally. It'll do that. I mean, I, pretty much every scary movie gives you a fear of bathing. <laughs> it's true. It's like yeah. they really don't want you to bathe. <laughs> I know that's like in vogue now, but uh, yeah, no, 100% uh, just don't mm. shower ever. The birds was definitely like you will never look at groups of birds ever again the same way. Mm. I mean, a group of crows is called a murder. I know. I always love when you see those jokes where it's like, what do you call two crows? An attempted murder. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Can't take us anywhere. (laughs) I remember watching the birds in the summer, and we had gone to a friend's house to go swimming. 
and my brothers and I, well, my parents were there as well. And we were on our way back from the friend's house, like walking home. And there was no wind. And there's this one tree that was moving. And we realized it's because the entire tree was filled with birds. So my brothers and I threw our towels over our heads and just started sprinting. <laughs> I thought my parents were going to pee themselves. They were laughing so hard at us. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call a bunch of crow's earrings? Accessory to murder. <laughs> Hitchcock comes up sometimes in the Halloween marathons. Yeah. I think that's just because they're suspenseful. So they get they get lumped in. Yeah. Well, I know Psycho gets put in as like a really classic. Speaking of shower scenes. Well, that's the closest, I think. Yeah, speaking of shower scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd put Psycho in, in a Halloween-ish category. Mm. It, skirt, mm-hmm. it skirts that line. It's, 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 it's in the if, gray area. If you will put the theme song of it on a Halloween playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our new bar? <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's certainly a qualifying criteria. In which case, Rocky Horror Picture Show definitely goes on um, <laughs> as a Halloween movie because uh-huh. so many of those songs go on a Halloween playlist. Uh, but would you put the uh, the theme tune to Die Hard on your Christmas playlist? Possibly. What's the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> We have to store this conversation later, otherwise I'm going to start spiraling. <laughs> Bruce Willis actually has got a solo release just for the Die Hard films. It's a hidden track. <laughs> like, um, who was it? Was David it Hasselhoff. Vin Diesel who was on that really popular Selena Gomez song? Uh, that sounds familiar. That was that was a recent thing. Oh yeah, that the sounds last couple familiar. Years. familiar. I can't remember which one. But and I and I tried to look up what part of it he was in because I was very confused and there is not many details online about what he contributed to it. <laughs> <laughs> just stood there. He probably just wanted to do something fun. Yeah. The articles are all like, Yeah, they called me up and asked me to do this and I'm not really sure why, but it sounded different, so I said, Hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and how do we feel about the Adams family films and or TV show? Love the Adams Family films. Oh, yeah. TV shows okay. The new films. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah, that was aggressive. That was, truck. A, that was a rumble. Yeah, it was. I do like the TV show. However, I don't. I don't like the look of the new films. I will admit that I've not watched them. I watched it for the first time like two months ago because I was needed something to do. Quite frankly, um, and. It was good. They did a good job, like, sticking to what the characters would be. Mm-hmm. However, it just does not hit the same when it's not real people. Mm. Yeah. It just seems so much more fake. They did such a good job with the film and the TV show that it just kind of seems like a disservice to make it a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because when I do know that there were a lot of people who were not keen on the films because they are a lot darker than the TV show. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it the TV show is classic, but the films really kind of make the whole franchise. And, and so I just, yeah, I don't know if then you want to swing back to something that's sort of more kid-ish, if that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I don't think that it's a movie that wasn't, child friendly to begin with now maybe we just have a weirdly dark family but i 
I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think we it's watched unreasonable. Those, no, we watched those shows as like we watched the Adam Stanley show and we watched the movies as children. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, I mean, one of the favorite lines in our house is um, our Girl Scout cookies made from real Girl Scouts. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect kid logic. <laughs> Honestly, makes sense. Uh- <laughs> ham sandwich. What's it made out of? Ham. <laughs> I know. I know, though, that Heritage Avocado Toast has never been a huge fan of the Adams Family. No, but I, I, I think they're classics. They can recognize yeah. that. They're just not my, my cup of tea. No, they don't really. They don't take place at Halloween. No, I think they're in. They're in category B, the wider, more generic. Yeah. This is a Halloween well, type. And there is in the like the one where they're at summer camp, where that's distinctly yeah. not a that's Halloween less film. That is less, but yeah, it is. And but has they, one of my favorite Thanksgiving songs, which I happily sing every Thanksgiving. But there's lots of horror <laughs> films that take place like at camp and things that'll get played yeah. at Halloween because that's they're true. Freddy Krueger or whoever. Yep. So I don't know. I think those are in the blurry zone. I think a character like a Jason or a Freddy Krueger is more squarely in the Halloween B category because they're they're movie monsters. But I don't know. Actually, a lot of horror films take place in the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know what you did last um, last autumn. Doesn't have the same ring, I guess. <laughs> yep, there's not a heck of a lot. I'm trying to think of some that take place in winter. Yeah, I I know what you did last winter. Does have a very different connotation to it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but it's just, Home Alone's kind of a horror at wintertime. He would have killed them so many times. <laughs> yeah. All of the things yeah. he set up were geared yeah. towards death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I don't get because he's supposed to be a child and kids are supposed to watch the movie, which then make them imp- like, if we're going to go on the whole, you know, kids can't seem to handle toys in their food and you know replicate whatever they see on tv that is a very dangerous film to watch have you heard the theory that kevin McAllister grows up to be the guy in saw no <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a fan theory about it's it a good one. that's and amazing. it actually makes sense <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes i'm here for it accurate i i got it yes <laughs> And I apologize to anybody uh, who might be going, the guy in Saw has a name. I don't know. I've never seen them. Yeah, I haven't seen them either. Are you thinking of the guy from Princess Bride, Carrie Ewells, or can't pronounce his last name? I have no idea. He looks like a grown-up Kevin McAllister. He does. In a way. I guess Macaulay Culkin looks like a grown-up Kevin McAllister, (laughs) to be more precise. Yeah, you really nailed that one. (laughs) (laughs) I've only seen bits of it. On Watch Mojo, mostly. Yeah. It, they, yeah, there are a lot of saws on um, yeah. saw films on their like top twenty movie deaths. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, the saw films have never intrigued me, but yeah, I've seen a fair bit from those lists and plot synopsis synopses. Yeah, they've never anything like that where it's gory or people just having to escape type of like death situations, like Final Destination. I've never really been into those. I I just run to the fact that I don't have much issue with the gore as much as I do with the fact that when it is a gory show like that, they tend to have 8 million jump scares because the monster's chasing them around. Yeah. Yeah. But this is something that came up uh, at work recently. We do actually do work. It's just that we chat a lot (laughs) while doing work. We were talking about it coming up on Halloween and scary films. And one of my colleagues, he really likes watching 
horror and like especially psychological horror, but he said he doesn't really care for a lot of horror films because he's not, they don't really have much to offer besides gore and jump scares. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about the fact that if you take out those bits, there's really not a lot of plot in quite a lot of those films. I concur. Yep. Yeah. I generally like things that have, like I said, it's the story behind it. Mm. Yeah. That I like. Or at least humor. (laughs) Even if it's a light story. Yeah. I like to think or laugh when I'm doing or when I'm watching films. Mm -hmm. Because I do watch things that are stupid just for the sake that they're stupid. And I just need like a little vacation away from life for a bit. But I just... I'm so much more satisfied if I have a some kind of horror film and there's some backstory plot. There's just something a little bit deeper there. And it tends to take up more time, which means less jump scares. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to think if this is if of a film. And I'm sorry, I'm looking it up because there's a film in my head that I remember watching when I was a kid that I really liked. You want to describe wanna it? Share some. That yeah. was more of a funny I can't really describe it very well, so I'll I'll look it up and see if I can find it. But one of the other ones that is, like, scary, funny, that I really like is Death Becomes Her. That sounds like an emo band. (laughs) Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Well, that's a duo. Yeah. The main character, to to preserve, like, eternal youth, basically becomes undead in a way. But in a very funny way. (laughs) Ha ha, I've stolen your life force. Tee hee hee. (laughs) Like, is that kind of the gist? <laughs> that, yes. I'm, confu- I'm confused. <laughs> High spirits. mixed signals. I think that's what it is. High spirits? Or I spirits, like pirates. High spirits. Huh? H-I-G-H. What's the movie where it starts out on, like, a cruise ship and everybody dies except one person? It's like wire cuts through everybody? Oh, uh, something Poseidon, isn't it? Don't know. The Poseidon Adventure? <laughs> Percy Jackson? Percy Jackson and the cruise ship of death. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. I really liked the Percy Jackson films. Uh, I haven't read any of the books, but I found the very enjoyable to watch. Uh, I think it got a lot of hate. (laughs) Yeah, it really did. I very much enjoyed the films as well. And I haven't read the books, but I have had friends in my life who have, and they Mm. all said that the books were good. Yeah, I just. I think it's got a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll check that. But The Percy like, Jackson one? Yeah. Ghost Ship. You're thinking of Ghost Ship. Okay. But doesn't it leap forward in time after the opening salvo? Isn't it something like the whatever it is jumps from ship to ship? Maybe. Probably got it from Watch Mojo List. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still say they should just keep their list to 10. Yes. I don't need 20. It's just too much work. It's too much, and they they stretch too far, and it's too few snippets and tidbits about each of the twenty. Just do ten, yeah, and do and do ten more minutes of research on each one. Like, just do that. The other thing with Watch Mojo, sorry, this is not just going to be a Watch Mojo uh, bash, but it's quite clear that they only research certain things, and then they just like pick those again, and so it's now become like it's almost its own sort of drinking game. With a Watch Mojo list to see if you can guess which ones are going to be on there. <laughs> and you probably already know the story. Yeah, I guess you could. Um, I'm I'm looking to see if there is one. The Watch Mojo drinking game? Oh, there's got to be. probably is. Drink every time they say, hi, it's Rebecca. That's like every video. <laughs> <laughs> I swear she does almost all of them nowadays. <laughs> the problem is that two of the women have very similar voices. Yes, they do. 
Okay, Watch Mojo has done a bunch of lists on best movie drinking games. No, no. Have they done a list of their own best? <laughs> uh, it's a drinking game for watching Watch Mojo lists. Top 10 things to drink to when watching Watch Mojo by Watch Mojo. <laughs> yes. I'll claim it before someone else does. Yeah. Please, please drink responsibly, though, because Watch Mojo lists, depending on what your rules are, could get you tanked. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. you could. If at any point, if one of your rules is anytime they reference the hotel from The Shining, make it just like beer or something, like a sip of beer. <laughs> make it there's just a- like beer. <laughs> oh, there's a drinking game for just straight YouTube. Huh? We need to play the BuzzFeed Unsolved drinking game now. I don't know if I have the fortitude <laughs> <laughs> to make it through a full episode and not be faced on the floor. <laughs> Drink responsibly, kids. <laughs> that being said, please drink responsibly. <laughs> My approach to drinking games is usually more of a sip basis. I think if you start taking actual gulps, swigs, or shot levels, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. But you can get yeah. you can get through and have a nice time with most of those if you're just sipping. That's the thing is, I never understood why it needed to escalate. <laughs> it it naturally will, I suppose, the more you 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 imbibe, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't get the the hardcore nature. No, just just have some fun. Calm down. No, I think that's what I don't like about drinking games is that it it people make it so like hardcore about like now we have to chug a whole you know light beer. <laughs> what I do like about <laughs> can that be an album name? <laughs> chug a whole light beer. Chug a whole light beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't had an album name yet. The Halloween album. <laughs> But what I do like actually about that could them be our, our 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 debut album name for it just chug a whole life no the Halloween album like the white album like oh the Halloween yeah. album, the Halloween <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah the Halloween album and then in small italicized like the white album do you get it okay like dot, the, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> this is like such a long title yeah <laughs> Spotify's what if our titles what? ever short though. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Sorry, I think I derailed you. <laughs> I try, but we get carried away. Well, what I was going to say is what I like about it is things like, you know, for instance, the BuzzFeed Unsolved one. It keeps you, like, watching for things. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And it makes it so that it's not as boring to rewatch. I don't ever find those boring to rewatch. No, I don't. But I feel embarrassed <laughs> when it's, like, the fourth time around. And I feel like I need an excuse to... <laughs> To justify the fact that I'm watching again. I find them really good background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that being said, their watcher content's really good, too. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the last episode of Puppet History was... That was, oh, yeah. uh, yes. that was quite a trip. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, actually, I want Top 5 Beat Down back again. Yeah. Yes. Shane and Ryan are just, they're just great content creators. Mm-hmm. They are. They should do a Halloween film. <laughs> I've I watched think, the, the crap out of that. I think Steven does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I see him as like a person who sits behind the scenes and like hears their insane ideas and goes, children, <laughs> let's bring it down to a five. We're at an 11. <laughs> yeah. Let's use our inside voices, but we're outside. I know. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hated that. Let's use our inside voices. I don't I don't think it was the concept of, okay, I, I realize we're inside. We shouldn't be shouting now. That I understand. They always say it in such a condescending manner. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the way around it, but oh man, that really that really annoyed me as a child. I don't know. We've yeah. got a no yelling or screaming rule. Not that that gets followed, but <laughs> I don't know whether that's better than use your indoor voice. Well, it's, it's one thing to say like, "Hey, we've got a rule: no yelling or screaming," versus like. Let's use our inside voices. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it's the condescendingness of it versus, hey, stop screaming. Yeah. Mm. Why do librarians get such a bad rap? I don't know. Uh, The only librarians I've ever known have always been very pleasant. Super pleasant. And I've never had a librarian say, use your indoor voice to me or anyone else. No, it's just a general, like, no. I mean, I think, like, the worst you get is somebody, like... (laughs) N- noticeably coughing to try to indicate that someone else is being loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't like this? How about a Dewey Decimal to the face? I think. I think the problem <laughs> is though that if you're gonna, if you're being loud in a library, you clearly don't care. It's like the people who are really loud on the quiet car. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. They clearly see it's the quiet car. They obviously don't care. So it doesn't matter what you say to them; they're not going to care. Yeah, that person whispering on that phone call and staying in the quiet car to take that phone call—they don't care. Oh, I have been on ones where they don't whisper. Oh, jeez. We could probably make a horror movie out of this, though. So, like, there's the monsters the from quiet car. The Quiet Place, right? You can't make noise, but here it's a little toned down, so you can make noise just at an acceptable level. So if you're talking in the quiet car, look out. You're about to get skewered from the ceiling. (laughs) It's like, uh, once again, if taken out of context, we don't dislike public transit. (laughs) I mean, I was thinking go bougie and go Amtrak. You're paying a hefty penny for that one. But still, I mean, I've taken longer journeys for work and things like that. And oftentimes I like to sit in the quiet car if I'm by myself Mm -hmm. because I can either do some work or I can read my Kindle, you know, or I put my headphones in and I know that I'm not going to have a lot of people around me shouting, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a longer journey where there's like probably going to be groups of people who are going on holiday or whatever. And yet... Every single time, there's some jerk. Or people seem to use the quiet car for business meetings. Mm. We're not being quiet so you can have your meeting. You also have to be quiet because I'm busy trying not to listen to you. Yeah, big commerce. (laughs) Support public transit, not big commerce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Show your support for public transit by being quiet in the quiet car. Yeah. Well, and as a girl, like I really like the fact that you do not get approached if you're sitting in the quiet car. Mm-hmm. No one's going to come up and bug you unless they're asking to take the seat next to you. Yeah. Which is nice. Well, and that's another thing about the quiet cars. Oftentimes, people avoid the quiet car because they don't necessarily want to sit there. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to get a seat. Yeah. Oh, I do hate, though, when somebody with a kid comes into the quiet car because I am sorry. There is no way you are keeping that kid quiet. Don't even pretend. Well, obviously they are. They've... Brought a kid into the quiet car. They're never quiet. Oh. Just the nature of kiddos. Always loud. Loud and have terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see my nephews. <laughs> and niece. <laughs> they are so cute. It makes up for the terrible taste. I have yeah. a peacock feather next to me. Uh, it's a clip. It's hair clip. Yes, but why? I think I pulled it out just in case I might want it for the wedding. Yeah, you look a bit like a greaser, greaser now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, the Michael, is it Michael Sutherland? Where he's the vampire guy? Lost Boys? Oh, Lost Boys? Yeah. Is that a Halloween movie? 
I don't know enough about it. It's got vampires, right? So it's it's getting close, I guess. But maybe Category B. I do love me a good Dracula film. Mm-hmm. You what? I love a good vampire film, to be mm. honest. Yeah. Yeah. When done well, they can be fantastic. When not done well, when done well, they can be campy and terrible. <laughs> Referencing back to uh, last week's episode, vampires should not be glittery. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug for last week's episode. <laughs> I really we haven't think- done a shameless plug in a while. What? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Other than shamelessly plugging other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're really bad about that. Are we you? shamelessly plug our own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the merch. Go to the blog. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Delicious. You like the mass plug? <laughs> oh, that's a <laughs> that's an album. Whenever I heard it. <laughs> We like to mass plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or wow. mass plug. Why do all of our album names always have slightly terrible connotations? We never have an album name that's like, ah, this is pure. Um, well, just beyond the green. We have yet to release a debut album. We're, we're constantly on the search for it. That's the, we, can't, we can't release until it's perfect. Yeah. So when we find the perfect one, does that mean the podcast is over? Yeah, that'll be our <laughs> so sign off. We'll, we'll finally start this band and uh, have our have an actual debut album. I guess I better learn to play or play sing something. <laughs> I it's what auto tune is. I call for. the triangle. Yeah. yeah, it's about to be like you need to go on the tambourine. <laughs> Tambourine might be too much for me. <laughs> is this just a band of people who play percussion instruments for the people who shouldn't really be in the band, but are probably someone's girlfriend, so they're in the band? Yes. 100%. It's made up of a whole group of should-be-the-bands. Actually, that's that's unfair. Or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lack of musical talent is not gender-specific. Small segue. <laughs> um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is a pretty good film. Halloween film? No. Yeah. But the, I was wondering. Missed, the band. Missed the brief. Yeah. <laughs> End of segue. Not a great segue. <laughs> like it broke down on the m- side of the road. <laughs> m- much much like segues. <laughs> no, the no, the inventor died while riding one. <laughs> that's so terrible. Yeah, yeah. You're taken down by your own machine. I think it was the inv- yeah. I mean, that is the future. I was going to say, can we just like get Terminator? (laughs) They never really took off. (laughs) I saw a meme and it was like, you know, robots in movies. It's things like the Terminator and RoboCop and all the things. It's like bots in real life. And it's like, check out my, uh, check out my story. Am I too sexy? And stuff like that. (laughs) Hot ladies in your area. (laughs) Is it a real person or not? (laughs) I don't trust those little weird hoverboards either. I don't think I've seen those. I just don't trust anything with wheels for the most part, let's be honest here. <laughs> you prefer your transportation of the hoofed variety. I do. I do. It seems much safer. <laughs> Irony. <laughs> <laughs> well, but at least if I'm on a horse, they're mm. taking care of me a little bit rather than just relying on my own balance. Or driverless trains. And they creep me out. Yeah, I, s- I still don't know how I feel about that. For me, the concept of an airport shuttle on rails that goes between two points with no driver, I don't really mind. Yeah. That, 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 that I'm okay with for some reason. But they're talking about like 
like the DLR has way more stops here in London and some of the underground they're proposing to do driverless and I, that just bothers me. It's too it's too much, too many variables. Yeah, I think it's the distance. Because when you're on like a little basically monorail, mm-hmm. you're it's like maybe two minutes max between stops and it's like a very quick thing it's just going back and forth and back and forth versus like a train needs to go places needs to make decisions needs to know how long to keep the doors open like there's a lot that goes into that when do you guys watch halloween movies halloween what what do you mean (laughs) it does not compute i know know, like a sorry big jump like first thing in the morning um well no it's like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was like, is it a during the day on the weekend thing? Is it like a night thing where you just try and binge them at night? Is it like, I know it's a weird question, but... No, it kind of depends. So like right now, we're binge watching reruns of Dark Shadows. And so that's sort of a evening thing. When it comes to films, I guess it's occasionally an evening weekday thing but usually i guess more of a weekend thing. It's more of the weekend i think especially because you don't really have a lot of time off whereas christmas people take more time off there's family events you get bored of family halfway through so you watch a movie there's more opportunities to kind of watch throughout the day the, the period halloween is kind mm-hmm. of a it's go time yeah because it's not recognized as the beautiful holiday that it is yes. therefore really we don't get be. enough time off really should like maybe a whole week yeah Heck yeah. yeah. I think all recognized holidays should be a week. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have a week at Halloween than a week at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. I can do in a long weekend. That's fine. Yeah. Halloween, though. Even just a long, like, a four-day weekend or something at Halloween I would be okay with. Yeah. A something. Putting on that costume and that makeup, and it it takes a lot, and it's a lot of effort to take it off, too. And you want to enjoy, like, you want to be able to watch your movies you want to be able to enjoy your decorations yeah but i would say we probably when it comes to halloween films like if it is an evening weeknight it'll probably be like a thursday or a friday Mm -hmm. especially some of the longer ones yeah i feel like rocky horror you're sitting down there for a while it it, it, that one is an undertaking a wonderful wonderful undertaking and actually, I don't know what the running time on Young Frankenstein is, but that one is actually a bit longer. I would say Hocus Pocus is a good quick one. You can watch that in the middle of the week. Yeah. As is uh, The Great Pumpkin. Yeah. Great Pumpkin, I think, is what, half an hour, 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. It's actually more of a TV show. It's it yeah. like a TV special. Yep. Um, I think Practical Magic is a shorter one. Hold on. This, this is too many things for the research department to look up all at once. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first Adams Family has a shorter running time than the second one, but I could be wrong on that. Did the movies come first before the TV show? I can't remember. No, the TV show was like old. I think black and white. Mm. And then there was the Munsters. Yeah. Okay. Hold on to your butts. Holding on. Holding on. <laughs> young. <laughs> oh shit! It's get away. <laughs> young Frankenstein is one hour forty six. Okay. Hocus Pocus, the original, is 1 hour 36. Rocky Horror Picture Show is 1 hour 40. And Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is 25. (laughs) 25. It feels longer, but yeah. I think because the version we had 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 commercials. Well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
25 minutes for uh, an hour special. Recorded onto VHS off of With uh, commercials. Yeah. yeah. When it came out, um, my dad really likes the Peanuts stuff. And so when it did come out on DVD, we bought him a DVD mm. for it. I was like, mm. just here without commercials. We did that for like the Grinch and stuff too. Yeah. There's just something about knowing like exactly when to fast forward. Did it? Did the Peanuts one have uh, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown on it? I don't think so. It oh, was a, a the one. DVD was two episodes and it was the Great Pumpkin and I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, that's like, it's one about like a summer camp and they do like whitewater rafting race. It's a less known one as opposed to the main holiday type ones, but it's a good one. Mm. Another segue. We're so good at staying on topic. I'm going to seg- segue <laughs> down the river in my, my segue. In your segue? Yeah. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> that's probably in the manual somewhere. <laughs> Do not whitewater raft with a segue. <laughs> but yeah, Halloween films. Yeah, lots of them. Yeah, I love a good Halloween film. I think, unlike a lot of the films that we've been watching, we don't want our running time to be an hour 40. So we're going to roll the credits on this podcast. But if you've liked what you've been hearing, feel free to give us a rating. Remember to follow us and head over to the blog for more content at hipsteratome.co.uk. And also remember to check out our merch. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye now. Bye. I didn't really write an outro. I love that.